Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on Cuba Gooden Jr., Gina Rodriguez, LeBron James, Sir Elton John, Zoe Kravis, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy and you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit stoptextstoprex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure and have a risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but the results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. The things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment and celebrity news and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. That's 347 347- 637-2656 and press the number one. Also, if you want to know where we are on Facebook or on social media, media, just like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1 That's T-H-A-T-S entertain in the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14 like the high heel shoe S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O in the number four and also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy 66 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me and joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. So, how your week been so far? 
Uh, you know, last week I forgot to mention the passing of uh, Diane Carroll. You know, she was the first uh, African-American woman to have a show, a TV show, that didn't follow the typical stereotypes. And I just wanted to share my personal story with Miss Carroll because uh, when I was working in the hotel industry, she had stayed at a hotel where uh, she had wanted to, uh, she had called reservations and wanted to order some uh, eggplant soup. Which, uh, as I was talking with her, I knew who she was right away and uh, immediately placed the order for her. And she was so nice and so gracious, such a class act, and uh, we're definitely going to miss her. May she rest in peace. This week, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Apparently, uh, he has pleaded not guilty uh, to counts of forcible touching and sexual abuse in the third degree. We're going to be talking about it this week. Uh, Miss Gina Rodriguez is apologizing again for upsetting fans, but this time uh, for using the N-word in an Instagram story video. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, LeBron James, he took some massive heat this week uh, from basketball fans in Hong Kong. I'll tell you what was that about. And uh, Elton John, Sir Elton John, uh, he has a new book out called Me. And in it, he talks about some very um, interesting stories, one in particular about his relationship with Michael Jackson. I'll tell you what he said. And uh, Miss Zoe Kravitz, she's been cast as a new Catwoman in Matt Reeves' new Batman movie. But, um,. Before she even got the role, you know, she, this is not the first time she went out for the role. I'll tell you what happened the first time she went to audition and what was said why uh, she couldn't get the role. Um, also, F- Felicity Huffman, she's been reported to prison this morning. Uh, she's be- Today she begins her 14-day sentence for her role in the uh, college admission scandal. And Adele apparently has some new music on the way. So without further ado, uh, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. Jr. surrendered to the New York Police Department on Tuesday, October 15, and pleaded not guilty to counts of forcible touching and sexual abuse in the third degree. The Oscar winner has been hit with misconduct accusations from five women. One complaint was shelled last week just ahead of trial after a second accuser came forward. Now, according to court documents obtained by Entertainment Tonight, the alleged victim claimed Cuba pinch her buttocks without consent at Tao's nightclub right here in New York City a year ago after making a sexual suggestive remark to her. The indictment also includes 12 witnesses with allegations for which Gooding is not being charged. Prosecutors are including them to show a pattern of bad behavior. Since the latest lawsuit, three other women had come forward with similar stories, one claiming the Jerry Maguire star reached under her dress and penetrate her with his finger. Gooding's next court appearance is set for December 13th. 
Gina Rodriguez has apologized after upsetting fans by using the N-word in an Instagram story video. The Jane the Virgin star uploaded footage of herself getting ready for a night out while singing along to the the, the Fuji's hit, Ready or Not, which featured the N-word. Gina felt sure she was just hitting the high notes, but followers took offense and demand an apology. And this is what she said, quote, Hey, what's up, everybody? I wanted to reach out and apologize. I, I am sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees to a song I love that I grew up on. I love Lauren Hill, and I'm really sorry if I offended you. Now, you know, this is not the first time. Earlier this year, uh, Gina Rodriguez got in trouble for making comments about uh, the salary gap in Hollywood when it comes to women and women of color. And uh, she got in trouble for that. And uh, she also, uh, there was something also that she had mentioned about uh, she was on a radio show, a Sway in the Morning, actually, so she had apologized for that. So people are just wondering where is she going? Is she, you know, why does she have an issue, uh, you know, saying certain things that will offend people of color? But um, she says she apologized. She apologized for that. So I don't know. It's 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 a upsetting fans, you know. And you know, being that Gina Rodriguez is from New York, and I'm pretty sure she grew up in a diverse neighborhood. So it just makes you wonder what's going on. Um, LeBron James took massive heat from basketball fans in Hong Kong. Protesters at the Southern Playground put the NBA star on blast after he spoke out against Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey over his controversial tweet in support of Hong Kong's protests. According to the Associated Press, the Hong Kong crowd cheered as a picture of James was smashed and a jersey bearing his name was trampled and burned. The protesters sang praise for money while trashing the basketball star in a chant that was not printable. Early this month, Daryl Morey landed in hot water for tweeting his support for Hong Kong protests. Chinese government quickly banned the rockets from the country. And just last week, amid the backlash, LeBron James and his team, the Lakers, headed to Shanghai for a scheduled exhibition game against the Brooklyn Nets. After James was back home on American Soul, the NBA player called out Morey over his anti-China tweet. The basketballer claimed that the manager was selfish and wasn't educated about China-Hong Kong political clashes. James later took to Twitter to clear up the confusion. He posted, quote, I do not believe there were any consideration for the consequences and ramifications of the tweet. I'm not discussing the substance. Others can talk about that, unquote. Elton John opened up about his relationship with Michael Jackson and his new memoir and how it changed as the late singer got older. This is what Elton wrote in an insert from his forthcoming memoir, Me, which was published by The Independent. He said, I've known Michael since he was 13 or 14. He was just the most adorable kid you could imagine, but at some point in the intervening years, he started sequestering himself away from the world and away from reality the way Elvis Presley, Presley did, unquote. John went on to describe a dinner party he once threw that MJ attended, but according to the Rocket Man singer, uh, singer 
uh, Jackson dismissed himself from the dinner table and was later found hanging with the housekeeper and her 11-year-old son. And he also said, quote, after a while he got up from the table without a word and disappeared. We finally found him two hours later in a cottage in the grounds of Woodside where my housekeeper lived. She was sitting there watching Michael Jackson quietly playing video games with her 11-year-old son. For whatever reason, he couldn't seem to cope with adult company at all, unquote. Now, John's account follows the disturbing allegation made against the King of Pop in HBO's controversial Leaving Netherland documentary in which two men, Wade Robson and James Safechuck, claim Jackson sexually abused them both as children. The Jackson estate has sued HBO and slammed the Emmy Award-winning documentary for being another rehash of dated and discredited allegations. Elton John's Me memoir is available right now. And Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Catwoman in Matt Reeves' new The Batman movie. The Big Little Lies star will take on the character play previously by Halle Berry, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Anne Hathaway on the big screen, which she teamed up with Robert Patterson for the latest Cape Crusader movie, which is set for release in June of 2021. Jeffrey Wright has also been cast as Commissioner Gordon, while Jonah Hill is reportedly still in talks to play a Batman villain. Kravitz isn't exactly new to the character of Catwoman, a.k.a. Selina Kyle. She played the role in the animated The Lego Batman movie. The new standalone The Batman movie was originally set as a vehicle for Ben Affleck to direct and star in, but he stepped aside and Reeves went on to write the screenplay, which he also directed. Now, here's the latest. Zoe said that she missed out on the chance to land a role in The Dark Knight Rises because she was considered, get this, too urban for the role. That's right. The Big Little Live star had just landed the role of Selena Kyle and her alter ego, Catwoman, in Matt Reeves' new movie, The Batman. But in a 2015 interview with Nylon Magazine, Zoe revealed she couldn't even get an audition for director Christopher Nolan's film starring Christian Bale as the Cape Crusader. Um, she said, quote, in the last Batman movie, they told me that I couldn't get an audition for a small role they were casting because they weren't going urban, unquote. Anne Hathaway, who played Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises, was among the first celebrities to congratulate Kravis on landing the new Batman role. Can you believe this? She was, they said that the reason that she get, didn't get the role because they weren't going urban. What does that mean? Because she's uh, she's half black. That oh, that they wasn't going to attract a. a uh, 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 do you do you see what I'm saying? Do you hear the silliness of that comment? Or in my words, it kind of sound going near racist to me. How could you not? This is a role. This is a, a role that's been played by so many actresses, and the reason why you didn't want to cast is because you didn't want to go urban. That that doesn't make sense. Right now, we got 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. That's Entertainment has made its 10-year mark 
on the network. So uh, thank you for tuning in and hanging out with me every week uh, between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern right here on Blog Talk Radio. And, again, if you want to follow us on social media, make sure you like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14 and follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. Actress Felicity Huffman reported to prison yesterday morning uh, to begin serving a 14-day sentence for her role in the the college admission scandal. The former Desperate Housewives star reported to the Federal Correctional Institute in Dublin, California, prepared to serve the term of imprisonment that Judge Tawani ordered as one part of the punishment she imposed for Ms. Huffman's action, and this is according to the Fallen Star representative. Huffman will serve the next two weeks in the low-security all-women federal prison located in Alameda County in California. Earlier this year, Huffman pleaded guilty to charges of bribing education officials in a desperate attempt to score her daughter a place at an elite university. She learned her fate in a federal courtroom in Boston, Massachusetts on September the 13th. She will also have to pay a $30,000 fine and complete 250 hours of community service. The actress will also be placed on probation for one year following her release from jail. She was one of 30 parents, including Fuller House star Lori Lotlin, who was charged with cheating the system. Lotlin has pleaded not guilty and has yet to be sentenced. Adele has some new music reportedly on the way. A tweet from Music News Fact on Friday, October 11, has sent her fans into frenzy. Words are that the Hello Hitmaker is rumored to drop a new album in November and a new single ahead of the album release. The new album rumors came roughly a week after fellow pop star Lady Gaga told her followers on her own Twitter that she was going to name her next album after the Rolling in the Deep crooner. She said she's going to call her next album Adele. Rapper Juicy J reacted with fire emojis to show his excitement. Meanwhile, West Side Story actress Rachel Zegler would love for both Adele and Gaga to to really record a duet. Adele released her last album in November of 2015. It was called 25 as a reflection of her life and frame of mind at 25 years old. She won multiple Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Albums. Her single, Hello, was named Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Pop Solo Performance. And this is surely the, uh, and speaking of Adele, this is surely the kind of collaboration that no one would have expected. Despite promising Adele to keep their upcoming project a secret, Nicki Minaj had revealed to Entertainment Tonight that she has teamed up with the British superstar on a song. Speaking to the publication at the launch celebration for her new fashion line, Fendi Prince On, in Beverly Hills yesterday, Nicki expressed her excitement over their upcoming collab. And this is what Nikki said. She said, quote, Adele made me swear to secrecy that I'm not allowed to tell anyone that I'm working with her and that we already shot a video and it's an epic song, unquote. Further details about the song, such as its title and the release date, are still unknown as of now. And learning of the upcoming collaboration, fans of the musicians were immediately sent into frenzy. Some others already predicted that the forthcoming song would top the charts and become Nicki's first chart-topping single. 
Alicia Keys opened up about her self-esteem issues in a special Red Table Talk episode with hosts Jada Pickett-Smith, Willow Smith, and Adrian Banfield-Norris. This is what Alicia said. She said, um... She she said that she was battling some self-worth issues. She said, because for whatever reason, I'm feeling like I'm not deserving of greatness. And I've been smooshing it down for so long that it's become a habit, a bad habit, unquote. Keys will share more about her journey in a memoir called More Myself, which will be published under Oprah Winfrey's book imprint and Oprah book on March 31st, 2020. More Myself is going to be part autobiography and part narrative documentary. More Myself will also include commentary from Key's husband, Swiss Beats. The music duo shares sons Genesis 4 and Egypt 8. They also co-parent with the producer's ex-wife, Mashanda uh, Tiffery, with whom he has a son, Kasim, who is now 12. And Rihanna isn't phased by uh, people asking if she's pregnant because she dreams of becoming a mom one day. The work singer has been at the center of swirling pregnancy rumors over the past couple of months with the Vogue, the U.S. Vogue cover girl, addressing the speculation in the November issue of the magazine. But while Rihanna acknowledged that a lot of women get very defensive about pregnancy talk, she insists she's fine with it because she secretly wishes the rumor would true and this is what she told um one of the hosts of the tv show extra she said quote it's personal it's our bodies and of course it's our time it's not necessarily everyone's dream to be a mom but it's mine so i'm fine anna wintour vogue editor-in-chief just wanted to know what the people want to know unquote the new cover the diamond star six for the publication is also her favorite of them all because she's showcasing her own Fenty fashion line. And the members of Queen have set out to block Donald Trump aides from using their anthem, We Will Rock You, in a new re-election campaign video. Representatives for Brian May and Roger Taylor have taken legal action against Trump handlers after a video from one of his rallies featuring the uh, the stirring 1977 track hit, which was on Twitter. Now, the footage has since been removed. Now, the group previously clashed with Trump during his 2016 presidential campaign when he used their We Are the Champions song without permission during the Republican National Convention. Now, guitarist May later released a statement condemning the use of the song. Queen aren't the first rockers to take actions against Trump. Twisted sister singer Dee Snyder previously revealed he asked Trump to stop using the band anthem, We're Not Going to Take It, during his campaign, while Nickelback took action after the controversial leader uh, superimposed former Vice President Joe Biden into the group video for photograph in a meme. That the image was later taken down. REM and Aerosmith have also attacked Trump campaign bosses for using their songs at rallies and other political events without permission. And The Matrix 4 is adding another big name to its cast assembly. Uh, Emmy-winning actor Neil Patrick Harris has reportedly been tapped to star in the upcoming fourth installment of the sci-fi film franchise alongside returning stars Keanu Keanu. Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. 
Harris' role is currently unknown as Variety, which first reported the news, stated that the source close to the film would not confirm the How I Met Your Mother alum specific role. He could be either playing a brand new character or character that fans have seen before. Uh, Jeff Snyder of uh, Collider suggested that Harris might be playing the older version of Spoon Boy or a younger version of the architect. A young Morpheus is, is rumored to appear in the fourth film as well, but it's not confirmed who will portray the character. Reeves will reprise his role as Neo, and Moss will return as Trinity. Lena Wachowski, who co-created The Matrix with her sibling Lily Wachowski, is on board to direct and write the upcoming installment. The, the Wachowskis directed and wrote the first three installments of The Matrix film series. Plot details of the fourth movie are still kept under wraps. The production is expected to begin in February of 2020 in Chicago. No release date has set for the movie. Warner Brothers Pictures and Village Roadshow Pictures will produce and globally distribute the film. And speaking of Neil Patrick Harris, uh, he just had surgery yesterday after a sea urchin accident left him with an infected tendon in his hand. The 46-year-old actor shared the news with his fans on Instagram, admitting it happened when he and his husband, David Burka, took their nine-year-old twins to Croatia. Um, this is what he uh, wrote. He said, quote, I tripped and hand-planted onto a sea urchin almost two months ago while climbing the rocky cliffs in Croatia. Most of the tiny spines I dug out myself, but two refused to leave and one got infected. Unquote. While the surgery was successful, Neil had to uh, rest as much as possible while keeping his arm elevated with a special cushion. Ugh, you know, the, the spine was still stuck in his hand. He got most of them out, but there were two that he just couldn't get to, and one got infected. Mm. I know it had to hurt. Oof. Uh, right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about Shakira. You know, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez are two of the stars that are going to be doing, uh, be performing at the uh, 2020 halftime show. But Shakira is bragging about it, and she talks with uh, Beats One about how it came about, how she was set to headline the event. So I'll be talking about that. And uh, Travis Scott, he uh, had a took he took a nasty tumble during a live performance at one of his shows, and it was right here in New York City. I'll tell you about it. And Tom Holland, you know him as Spider Man, he was talking about um, about the temporary departure from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how it was one of the most stressful weeks of his life. I'll tell you why he was so stressful about it. And Lady Gaga has attempted to wipe, you know, the song that she did with R. Kelly. Well, apparently she redid the song and she did a new version of the album on her art pop without his contribution. I'll tell you more about that. And Lauren London is taking control of her toddler son's finances as he is uh, getting ready to inherit half of his father's Nipsey Hussle estate. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
about the Super Bowl 2020 halftime show would be her best performance. The Hip Don't Lie singer has been set to headline the event along with Jennifer Lopez on the very day she turns 43, and she has promised to deliver a spectacle. In an interview on Blast One, the Colombian singer told Jose Lowe, quote, it's going to be on my birthday. I always wanted to perform at the Super Bowl. I think it's the holy grail of the entertainment industry. It's a sport event, but it has a huge relevance for us artists, and I think it's going to be fantastic, and I'm going to be celebrating my birthday with 100 million people, unquote. The longtime partner of Gerard Peaks uh, further spilled on how she's been preparing for the show ever since it was unraveled in September that she was one of its headliners. During the chat, Shakira also talked about the moment Jay-Z called her to ask her about being part of the show. And, of course, she didn't hesitate. She said, count me in. As for her collaboration with Jennifer, the 42-year-old said, quote, I feel that's going to be great because she also represents a really important part of the Latino community who lives in the U.S., who's being born and raised in the U.S., and in a way, I feel that I'm representing another part of the Latin world. I think this is going to be an event to celebrate Latin culture and the importance of women also in the industry, unquote. Uh, Travis Scott took a nasty tumble during a live performance at one of his shows. The 28-year-old rhymer jumped around on the stage while singing his song, Butterfly Effect, when he suddenly fell and struggled to get back on his feet. The incident happened at the Rolling Loud Festival, which took place last Saturday night, October 12th, at City Field in Queens, New York. Now, Travis eventually managed to get up, but he only could stand on one foot. His team quickly jumped onto the stage to check on him. Despite the fact that his knees might be broken, the father of Kylie Jenner's daughter, Stormy Webster, completed his whole set. To ease the pain and avoid further injury, the rapper wore a knee brace and could only stay at the same spot during the rest of his set. The father one then posted a picture from the night on Instagram with a caption that read, The Ride Never Ends, Love NY. The weekend show was part of his Wish You Were Here tour in support of his third studio album, Astral World. He still has at least three more scheduled dates throughout the rest of the year. He will next head to Las Vegas for the Day in Vegas Festival, takes the stage in Houston, and then flies out to Australia for Sandtoon's Gold Coast. And Tom Holland has described Spider-Man's temporary departure from the Marvel Cinematic Universe as the most stressful week of his life. In August, it was revealed both companies couldn't agree on new co-financing and profit-sharing terms. Therefore, the deal that made in 2015 to share the film rights to Spider-Man was off, meaning the web-slinging superhero played by Holland would no longer be a part of the MCU. However, the following month, both companies announced that Marvel Studio President Kevin Figg will produce a third MCU Spider-Man film starring Holland, which came as a huge relief to Tom. Speaking on a panel alongside Spider-Man Far From Home co-star Jake Gyllenhaal at the ACE Comic-Con Midwest over the weekend, the actor initially described rehearsals for his performance of Rihanna's Umbrella on a TV show that he did in 2017 called Lip Sync Battle. He, he compared it to that Lip Sync Battle 
competition to this as another stressful week as well, both reflecting on more recent events. After a new deal between Disney and Sony was announced, the Hollywood Reporter claimed that the star played a key role in negotiating, reporting that Tom made multiple appeals to Disney chairman and CEO Bob Eager and Sony film chairman Tom Rothman to reach a resolution. And uh, Lady Gaga has attempted to wipe accused pedophile R. Kelly from her back catalog by releasing a new version of her album, Art Pop, without his contribution. CDs and vinyl reissue of the 2013 album no longer includes the track, Do What You Want, which featured the in-battle R&B star who is behind bars awaiting trial for a number of sexual assaults. Gaga had made the physical copy of the revamp available for pre-order via her website. The new release drops on November 11th. The Poker Face singer distanced herself from Kelly in the wake of the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, which aired on TV in January. The film details decades of sexual abuse allegations against the singer. Earlier this year, she vowed to remove Do What You Want from streaming platforms while apologizing for including Kelly on Art Pop, calling the allegations against him indefensible. And Lauren London is taking control of her toddler son's finances as he is posed to inherit half of his father's Nipsey Hussle estate. On Tuesday, October 15, the 34-year-old actress model was granted guardianship of her and Nipsey's son, Cross. The former game star filed for guardianship of her only son with the late rapper back in July, nearly four months after Nipsey was fatally shot in Los Angeles. She explained in the court filing at the time that she is the primary caretaker for Cross and will look out for the child's best interest if her guardianship request is granted. Nipsey estate is believed to be worth at least $2 million and Cross will inherit half of it or around $1 million. The Grammy-winning artist's daughter, Imani, uh, from his past relationship with ex-Tanisha Foster, is expected to inherit the other half of Nipsey estate. Lauren has been maintaining a good relationship with Nipsey family, and there was never a dispute when it came to Cross. On the other hand, Nipsey's other baby mom, Tanisha, has been feuding with the role hitmaker's family over the custody of, their ten, of his 10-year-old daughter, Imani. The custody battle is still ongoing. And Kiki Wyatt is indeed eating for two. The singer has been rumored to be pregnant with her 10th child for some time. And now she has finally confirmed the speculation by taking to her Instagram account to share several gorgeous maternity shoots. She shared on Monday one of the photos where she's lying in a bathtub filled with red rose petals as another shot saw her cradling her baby bump in a blue sequin dress. The other photo features a songstress showing off her big baby bump in a pink lace dress as she put on several matching flowers on her head as accessories. Now, in the caption of the pose, Kiki, Kiki revealed that she would be documenting her pregnancy journey on a YouTube series with her new husband, Zachariah Daring. She said in the post to stay tuned for the release date and information for a new YouTube series, The Kiki Show, where you will see her bouncing wife, mommy, and artist. Kiki also concluded, quote, saying, Trust me, it's never a dull moment with my family. Love your sugars, unquote. Wow. You know, um, yeah, this made Kiki's 10th child. 
her first marriage, she had, I think, she had three, I believe. No, I think it was she had three by her, yeah, she had three by her first marriage. She had five by her second marriage, and she adopted the stepson, the stepchild, her stepchild from her second husband. So that's that's six, so that's nine. Now with her new husband, this is the tenth child. Wow. I don't, how... I mean, I just wish Kiki the best. Ten children. Ten. Um, speaking of children, uh, Prince Harry, he went, he got emotional while delivering a speech at an award night in London. Uh, the Duke of Sussex couldn't hold his tears while speaking about parenthood at the Well Child Awards, an event which honors sick children and their caregivers. Uh, at the event, one of the winners was a 16-year-old boy who cared for his younger brother and a 12-year-old girl with cerebral palsy. Also among the honorees was a 6-year-old boy who was diagnosed with leukemia last year. Uh, Prince Harry wrote on the charity official website, quote, that these awards were created to shine a bright light on an amazing brave group of children and young people. Life for family caring for serious ill children is exceptionally tough, and without well child, it's even tougher, unquote. Um, he also addressed that when he attended the event last year, uh, the Duchess was pregnant with, with their first child, and he didn't realize how, you know, important this, this event was until he had his own child. And that's why he got so emotional because, you know, just to imagine a life having a child brought in the world facing facing health issues, you know, it really tugs at your your heartstrings. And this was a, a event that he attends every year. Every year. So this time it was it really set in. It set in deep for him because now that he has a child of his own, he just can't imagine what parents go through when they have a children that child that's sick or has cancer or has, you know, different ailments. So it really took a toll on him this time around. Uh, right now we have uh, 17 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the week, so don't go anywhere. I was just doing fine. Should I find something new? Or should I be tripping on you? These decisions ain't easy. Believe me, I know it's hard to leave me. And I know these girls, I'm getting greedy. Cause I can't find one that knows how to treat a man. I'm just really trying to understand. Who really trying to know who I am? Cause right now I can't even
get you get a piece. Why you can't sit back and be my piece? Net was looking dry, I bought a piece. Complaining about a smile, I bought a piece. She can't buy her own bags, I bought a three. Something about a swag, she like the bag, they call a three. Relationship goes on a ball with J&B. Every little secret that we got, I'ma keep up. So much on my mind, I need to unwind. Can you do that for me, baby? from Jockeys featuring Little Baby called Your Peace. Right now we have uh, 14 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the week, Sarah Silverman has landed a late-night pilot and comedy special on HBO. The outspoken uh, comic said in the press release that she plans to weigh in the topics of the day and take video calls with stars in the new series and promise the show will expose a candid side to celebrities. The New Deal follows the star's most recent gig as creator, executive producer, and host of the Emmy-nominated Hulu series, I Love You, America. She has previously appeared in the HBO comedies Mr. Show with Bob and David and the Larry Sanders Show. A homeless man who camped outside Harry Styles' London home has been found guilty of stalking the singer. Styles first met Pablo Tarazanga Arrero when he offered to buy him food when he saw him sleeping in the bus stop near his home in the British capital. According to the BBC, the sign of the time hitmaker told Hennon magistrates court on Monday, October 14th, that the mad, erratic, and frightening behavior led to him feeling scared in his own home to the extent he now locks his bedroom doors each night. Tarazanga Arrero denied stalking the star, saying, quote, there was never his intention. In the end, I just wanted the money he offered me. I don't have any feelings for him. I'm not in love with him, unquote. However, the Spanish national was convicted of stalking the pop superstar and will now face sentencing on October 21st. At the hearing, Styles recalled how he offered the homeless man money as he felt he was young to be on the streets. He's only 26, but was turned down. He then bought uh, Tarazanga Arrera food from a vegan cafe the following day. After trying to cut contact, the pop star received notes and money in his letterbox. Uh, they said that uh, that I don't know. He they 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 said that he was trying to be friendly, but apparently, you know, it's like you know when you feed a um, a puppy who's been abandoned. 
and then he comes back, he just keeps coming back. Well, that's what the case and scenario was with this homeless guy. But the this guy said that uh, it was nothing like that. So, um, actor Ryan Hurst was hospitalized for heat exhaustion while filming The Walking Dead. Uh, Hurst plays Betta, the second in command of the Whisperers, a, a nomadic group of people who disguise themselves with masks made from the skins of the dead in the hit show. Now, while the star loves his role in the hit comic book series, he told Entertainment Weekly he elaborated costumes. Uh, his elaborated costumes got a little too much during filming in Georgia over the summer, landing him in the hospital. And despite the injuries, however, he previously told the outlet he loves getting into character for the show, explaining, quote, I wish I could say that I hate it, but I love it. Season 10 of The Walking Dead airs Sunday on AMC. You know, he said that, you know, with the costume and the mask, you know, if anybody knows how the weather is in Georgia, especially Atlanta, you know, they don't call it hot Atlanta just for nothing. You know, with all that heavy costume and that mask, you know he's sweating like crazy. So the heat really gets to him, but you know, he said other than that, you know, he it's he just loves playing the character. So and uh Miley Cyrus and uh Cody Simpson's uh new relationship has the seal of approval from both of their mothers. The pair was rumored to be dating after they were spotted kissing early this month and now the Australian singer has confirmed that the romance revealing He's very, very happy with his new girlfriend. The new relationship comes shortly after Miley split from her husband of eight months, Liam Hemsworth, in August. She also enjoys a very public rebound romance with reality TV star Caitlin Carter, which ended after six weeks. Teasing fans about their romance, Miley and Cody share several snaps on Instagram of them spending time together, showing them laying in bed together and in hospital as Miley was treated for tonsillitis. And the movie The Joker is a hit. The R-rated comic book villain uh, origin story has a phenomenal second weekend at the box office, topping the chart once more over newcomers such as the animated The Adam Family and Will Smith's action pick Gemini Man. Warner Brothers said Sunday that Joker added an estimated $55 million from North American theaters this weekend, bringing its domestic total to $192.7 million. Not only are the per... Uh, Gross is impressive, but Joker also dropped only 43% from its record-breaking debut. For comic book films, which are often front-loaded and regularly see second weekend falls that are over 50%, it's a noticeably small dip. Uh, It's also a slightly lower drop than Wonder Woman and Black Panther, both of which had higher initial openings and went on to have long lives in theaters. The film has a roller coaster ride to release with highs like winning the top prize at the Venice Film Festival and lows when concern about the film inciting violence made headlines and prompt increased security at many theaters across the country. But audience has spoken with their dollars. Internationally, Joker added $123.7 million from 79 markets, bringing its global total to $543.9 million just after 12 days in theaters. And Joe uh, 
uh, Joe DiGiche is back in Italy. Uh, Joe DiGiche is back in Italy. The disgraced husband of the Real Housewife of New Jersey reality star Teresa met up with his brother Pete last Saturday. Although it's unclear where in Italy they currently reside, the brothers hail from the northern town of Serrano. On Friday, people confirmed that the 47-year-old convict was free from ICE custody and flown to Rome while appealing his deportation orders. Soon after his release, Joe's daughters, including his oldest 18-year-old Gia, shared photos of him on social media. And prior to being shipped back to Italy, DeGiche was imprisoned at the Pennsylvania Clinton County Correctional Facility where he served a 41-month sentence for mail, wire, and bankruptcy fraud. After his March release, an immigration court ruled in favor of deportation. His lawyer previously stated that their client was hoping to be released from custody so that he could earn a living to support his family. And a prominent lingerie company is unveiling a big secret. Size 14 model Allie Tate Cutler announced late last week that she would be featured in Victoria's Secret new ad campaign in collaboration with Blue Bella. Tate Cutler, this is what she wrote on Instagram. She says she believes she's the first size 14 on Victoria's Secret. And she said, quote, regardless, I'm pretty stoked to work with a brand I idolized when I was a teen. Great steps in the right direction for bodies, unquote. Tate Cutler told E! News that she was chosen to work with Blue Better in London and her work would be on full display at Victoria's Secret. For years, Victoria's Secret had been slammed for its lack of large-sized models, and singer Halsley uh, and model Kate Upton have previously criticized the company for focusing on smaller female physiques. Falsely slammed Victoria's Secret Chief Marketing Officer Ed Razek after publicly stating that he had no desire to ever cast transgender or plus-size models for the brand annual fashion show. Razek resigned in early August. Around the same time, Victoria's Secret hired 22-year-old Brazilian beauty Valentina Sapayo as its first openly transgender model. And she may playfully act like she doesn't know who Jennifer Lopez is, but Mariah Carey is really for the sisterhood. The best-selling music icon is one of the bold-faced names after being honored this year in the Variety Power of Women issue. In a video interview with the outlet, the Vision of Love Diva took the opportunity to address competition among women when asked what needs to change in the industry. She also cited that the longtime record label rivalry with late pop icon Whitney Houston, who Carrie always says she admired. The two singers, who were two of the biggest selling pop singers in the 1990s, joined forces for When You Believe, the lead song for the 1998 animated film Prince of Egypt, co written and produced by Kenny Babyface Edmonds. Mocking their so-called rivalry, Carrie and Houston appeared at the 1998 Video Music Award in the same matching one-of-a-kind gowns to create a great marketing moment for the single, which was released months later. 
The Steven Swartz Helm Ballad won the trophy for Best Original Song at the 1999 Academy Awards, where the duo performed it. And even though Carrie, who started her career as a backup singer for Brenda K. Starr, reportedly has had rivalries, rivalries with the like of Lopez with her former fellow American Idol judge, Nicki Minaj. The singer-songwriter and producer had collaborated with the likes of Mary J. Bly, Kelly Price, The Brad, Escape, Rod Digger, and Missy, Mr. Beer, Elliot, among others. And uh, Pharrell... Uh, just uh, said that, um, you know, he was talking about uh, his controversial song, Blur Lines, and how it opened his eyes to America's chauvinist culture. The issue with Blur Lines became clear to Pharrell once he looked at the song from a different perspective. The 2013 song, which Williams is a writer, producer, and performer on the feature uh, Sexually Charged Lyrics, has been accused of being misogynistic, garnering controversial for lines such as I hate these blurred lines, I know you want it. And Williams said in a new interview with GQ that he didn't see the problem with the song at first, but now views it differently. Uh, Robin Sick and T.I. are also artists on Blur Line, which rose to the top spot on numerous Billboard charts following its release. It was also nominated for a pair of Grammys. Williams said that the song changed the way he looked at things and that now he's now embarrassed by some of the content in his older music. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. And uh, also make sure you follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. Follow us on uh, uh, You can also follow me on Twitter At Stiletto14 And you can also follow me on Instagram At T. Jones Gibbs Have a great week everyone Stay safe Make sure you tune in next week Between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Right here on Blog Talk Radio Have a great week Stay safe And I'll talk to you next time Take care <laughs>